524 days after the Northwest Congregation last met, May 8th, 2020, we gathered at the rec center. It was awesome. I'm spending a few podcasts trying to recap the content and the excitement of that meeting. Hey, this is Pastor Mike Welcome to the program where we reconsider what we've recently said and try to remember what the church is really all about. We hope it's informative, practical, and helps you draw others into the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. We call it ReChurch. Okay, today I'm going to try to squeeze in the last of uh, five challenges, expectations that we laid out Sunday, August 15th for the Northwest Church, which really apply to the entire church. But first, I wanted to give you an update on the Franz Road facility. Also, I wanted to make commentary on a headline in today's news that illustrates something that we've talking about in our Romans series. And then I'll give you those final things. Okay, first of all, uh, the update. Met with the city planners this morning, handed them some preliminary drawings for what we think needs to happen for us to occupy it. We have to meet certain use codes. We can use it, but we just have to upgrade it. It's a little bit challenging. I'm really thankful that our architect uh, initiated this preliminary meeting. Uh, We found out everything we needed to find out. And now we're going forward in accordance with what they have articulated, and we'll be submitting those designs as soon as we can. And then it's uh, two to four weeks for it to work its way through the Dublin City uh, procedures before we can start construction. So we're still looking at an October start date, but we are excited to keep things going. All right, here's the headline I was referring to. The Supreme Court may reconsider a major case concerning freedom of the press may reconsider. Okay. (laughs) That's not going too far out there on the limb in terms of what you're reporting. I'm assuming the Supreme Court may reconsider a lot of things. But uh, here we go. Talking about a particular uh, piece of legislation that goes back to 1964, where the law has been that we're not going to keep the press accountable to the degree that they can't make mistakes. Um, That doesn't lead to a robust freedom of the press. They have to be able to make some mistakes if they're really going to put themselves out there and report what they need to, which makes sense. (laughs) But obviously what's happened since then is the numbers of mistakes or outright falsehoods, the Supreme Court is recognizing that they may need to at least free up the government in particular to hold the press liable for falsehood, mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. Here's how it applies to what we've been talking about We've been looking through Romans and what it means to be reestablished in Christ. Part of that reestablishment is uh, being made new in our inner man, in our inner spirit, in our inner humanity, at a heart level, soul level, that the Spirit of God that comes through salvation frees you, in a sense, from the moral law because you now have an inner compass, uh, uh, a compass, something that compels you in the right direction. Without that, the law is required. Without an inner drive for good and right and beautiful, then there needs to be an external constraint that keeps you from being bad and ugly and wrong. (laughs) 
And that's what we see working out in our society. We have marginalized God. We have pressed even religion aside. And what we're the natural results of that, without a moral underpinning that, that drives a person in the right ways in a free society, requires laws and policies and legal processes because it's a free-for-all then. So this only makes sense. Expect this. The more we marginalize God, the more rules, the more regulations, the more policies are going to be necessary for societies to exist in a civilized way. In Christ, then, we are freed from the condemnation of the law, and now we live according to the Spirit. Do we get it perfectly right? No. How do we know that? Because the law tells us when we're missing the mark. But now, in Christ, what the law does, it drives you back to Christ to receive his forgiveness and grace and reinvigorate you to live a righteous life. All right, let me hit the third of the five challenges I put before the church on August 15th. Uh, Recapping, the first one is to take care of yourself. The second one is to be uh, prayerful. And the third uh, was a combination of four things, which is on a card that we handed out. Uh, and this is the basic building blocks of what it means to be a, a Christian and, and, and a member of this church and really probably any church. Uh, number one, we've already said, really, is to be praying. Pray about what? Well, everything. The point about being a prayerful person in the church is more about posture than anything else, that we were always humbled before God, asking, seeking, believing, living under his authority and under his direction, right? Be in a prayerful posture. Number two, serving. So we're in a posture of serving one another, just like Jesus. He said, look, you want to be great in the kingdom, you got to serve. For us in particular, that means making kids' community a priority. It always takes the entire church to do kids' ministry, and we're asking you, everyone, to be involved on some level in kids' community. So serve in that way. The third one is leading, uh, more specifically being in a group and leading from within that group context with other people. Maybe the central part of being a Christian is what Jesus commanded us to do is go make disciples. That is a, a interactive, helping one another, keeping one another accountable, and becoming more and more Christ-like, to remain established in Christ. So uh, be in a group and look to be a contributor and a leader in that group uh, rather than just a consumer. Be involved with others and consider how you have been gifted within that group to make that group go. And then lastly, giving. We've got a couple videos out there that talk more specifically about what do we mean by giving, but in a very general sense, we're asking not only everybody be giving, but to be giving in a faithful way. And that doesn't mean in a consistent way. It does, in part. But to live and to give by faith is to be stretching yourself, putting yourself in a greater space of dependence on God. So there we are. Pray, serve, lead, be in a group, give. That's what it means for us on a very basic level of what it means on a very practical level to be a part of the kingdom of God.